0: on this week's episode of ride the lightning the tesla unofficial podcast elon musk does a two and a half hour interview on the joe rogan experience podcast i've got all the tesla relevant highlights for you plus good news for tesla owners who didn't order enhanced autopilot with their cars a sneak preview of tesla's version 9 software and more Howdy friends, Ryan McCaffrey here with you on another busy week of Tesla news on Ride the Lightning, the Tesla unofficial podcast. It's episode 162 for September 9th, 2018 and uh, over there picking out some toys from the, uh, the toy box is a one Daisy the Boxer puppy. We'll see if she makes any noise over the course of this. Uh, there is a squeaky toy that she's eyeing right now, so we'll see how that goes. Anyway, uh, I wanted to start by mentioning uh, that I, uh, I'm i going to move my various personal thoughts and spirit of adventure anecdotes to towards the end of the show, because I figure there's no harm in that. If people uh, If people like that stuff, it's still there for you. It's right there towards the end rather than the beginning, but if you don't, at least it's not keeping you from hearing the Tesla news first and foremost that you do care about. So, uh, with that in mind, a quick follow-up to last week's story. Remember, I did the the pin to drive story about that new update that's going out uh, that that will uh, optionally, if you if you enable it, require a pin code before the car will move. Well, Steve from Glasgow wrote me a long note to explain to me why this, uh, in his opinion, is a bigger deal than, than I gave it credit for. And that's not to say, I didn't mean to downplay it by any sense, but he just wanted to, to convey like, hey, look, this is actually a really big deal, particularly in Europe. So I wanted to read you a chunk of his email. And he says, putting this into context, I understand that in the US, the recovery rate for stolen Teslas is very high, but here in Europe, and especially in the UK, few have been recovered. As such, pin to drive is probably the most important and useful update to hit UK cars this year, and it has come in response to intense lobbying of Tesla from UK owners. And then he goes on to share the backstory, uh, but he notes, you know, that Tesla, that they basically the the owners there were alerting them uh, because cars were were being stolen uh, through passive entry and and, uh, et cetera, through some sophisticated ring of car thieves. And yeah, he says once entry has been gained to the car, the criminals have learned how to quickly remove the LTE SIM card, thus disabling tracking with some even using a GPS signal blocker slash jammer technology to disable any third party tracking device, which may also be fitted. Uh, And in response, Tesla issued a security notice to UK owners in July, which effectively advised owners to switch passive entry off to avoid this kind of theft, uh, recommending also to keep keys in an RFID blocking pouch when not in use. A few days later, insurers picked up on this and emailed Tesla owners to do the same whilst, uh, while also hiking renewal premiums by 30% or more in part responding to this new risk slash vulnerability. So he even included emails from Tesla and from his insurer to, you know, to back up his his claim here. So uh, thank you, Steve, for for really kind of giving me that additional context uh, out of UK and, and Europe. Uh, that's so I'm glad to hear that you've got this feature that should help alleviate what is a growing concern for you guys. So uh, this again, I, I, always appreciate emails and calls, uh, particularly ones that educate me on various things like this. Okay. Let's get to the Tesla news for the week. There is plenty of it as usual coming up a little later in the show. I've got some clips of Elon Musk on the Joe Rogan podcast, which made huge news. It was trending all day, uh, on Friday, the, after, after it occurred fairly late, on Thursday night, presumably the, the interview was scheduled around Elon's schedule. It, it started at 9.30 p.m. Pacific on uh, Thursday night and did not end until a, a bit after midnight. It was a two-and-a-half-hour interview, so uh, plenty to cover there. But first, a note that uh, post-delivery enhanced autopilot activation has been dropped. The, the price of it has been dropped by $500. Tesla quietly dropping that price to $5,500 down from the $6,000 post-delivery price it had been since Autopilot 2 started shipping about almost two years ago now. Uh, I I have to say, I can't help but think that this and the 14-day Autopilot trial rollout have got to be tied together, right? If... If people try it out and like it, they're now going to see that they can get it for only $500 more than they would have paid had they ordered it up front. So that's seemingly a lot more tempting. I got to figure that. That might nudge a few more customers to take the upgrade and thus get some money uh, in Tesla's coffers in that uh, extremely important quest for profitability, particularly, I mean, I think that, that profitability quest has taken on an even greater importance than, I mean, it was already of, of huge importance, but I think that it's, uh, the significance of it has gone up even more in the wake of this, uh, this whole privatization mess where, you know, you've, you, you've we, been you listening to the show, you know, Elon put it out there, said they were going to, they, they had financing ready to go lined up. Then it ends up not happening. And, and, uh, you know, not the best look for Tesla in that regard. So that profitability is key for them as they remain a public company. Um, So I'll tell you, what I wanna put the call out here is if you are someone who did not order it with your car, but you elect to take the trial, I would really love to hear from you. Please call in and let me know either way, whether or not you elected to purchase it after the the trial ended i would love to hear your thoughts either way uh you know cuz clearly it's the the you're going to be coming from a different place uh at it than than people who did order it the you know the people who ordered it with their car said i you know i definitely want this i'm paying for it whereas uh, i would love to hear from folks who who thought that that was not uh, a great value uh, up front and then tried it out and and see if they got one over see if you guys got one over by it or not so We'll keep on that story as, as people call in with their experiences. Now, a follow-up and update on the Model 3 P3D track mode news from last week. As you remember, the uh, thing I reported was no track mode for the standard P3D, only for the performance, Plus, the P3D Plus as it's being uh, sort of colloquially called in other words the performance model three with the performance upgrade package you know with those 20 inch tires and wheels with the uh, upgraded sport brakes and the slightly lowered suspension so the good news here uh actually let me let's i'm gonna let angelo from vancouver canada uh talk about it Let's, let's let's let him address this before we get to the news here angelo you're on the
1: air Hi, Ryan, this is Angelo calling from Vancouver, Canada. Um, just calling, shaking a bit because I'm quite upset um, here in Canada. And uh, I uh, um, love, love the Tesla and I spent a couple hours on it every day. Finally, uh, you know, day one reservation and I finally pulled the trigger last week and bought my performance uh, model three, totally out of my price range. After taxes, uh comes to 110,000. Uh, I did not want the 20 inch rims because I don't like that style. I just read last night that uh, the track mode wasn't on it. One of the reasons why I, one of the huge reasons why I bought it is for track mode. Um, I'm really excited even to just use like the stronger regen, maybe in like, you know, special circumstances. I think it'd be really cool to have, I'm a tweaker. I like to tune up things. So when I heard I have to buy these rims and a spoiler, I don't need some pedals that, well, that's great that you got them going on. I really appreciate that. But, uh, yeah, uh, after taxes, the sixty-six dollars Canadian it comes to seventy-six hundred. Uh, so seventy-six hundred to get uh, just the uh, rims I don't want, and to buy that uh, track mode software unlock. I'm really upset and really sad. So I'm um, hoping maybe you can persuade that Elon on Twitter or something to maybe uh, can reconsider giving uh, everyone with the performance option the, those those ones so that that the track mode anyways thank you very much and uh keep uh, doing what you're doing we, we love you here okay. Ciao, bye.
0: thank you for the call angelo so there is now an upgrade path that's in the works for the regular p3d owners who do want that track mode per the official tesla twitter they say quote we're working to provide an aftermarket performance upgrade package when track mode becomes available well before this was announced Uh, you know, I I touched on this last week, but I saw a number of folks, no doubt people who ordered the standard P3D, who were pretty upset about this situation. And, And honestly, I'm of two minds about it. I mean, on the one hand, it was never promised to any P3D configuration at all. It's not mentioned on the design studio. It's an extra little thing that Tesla is offering up. So I don't, you know, I don't think it's it's a thing that's worth feeling entitled to in that regard. However, on the other hand, Tesla did very willingly and intentionally generate some hype around track mode, thanks to both that uh, Marquez Brownlee video and the road and track article. And uh, were yes, both of those features were done with P3D pluses which was maybe a little bit of a clue in hindsight, but we could have never known that at the time. And, you know, Tesla, the thing is in, in the defense of people who, who are upset about this or were upset about this, Tesla could have nipped the whole little mini, uh, controversy in the bud and still done those enthusiast media pieces. If they'd simply just made it clear up front that you needed the performance upgrade package in order to access and use track mode so you know track mode uh is going to require the no doubt require that performance upgrade package due to those bigger sport brakes. And, and and that's all they had to do they, just, they could have literally just said track mode will require the performance upgrade package due to the improved sport brakes. Uh, they failed to do that but in any case, it's clarified now, and I'm glad to hear that there will be an upgrade path. And And from here, in my opinion, it's up to Tesla to grandfather in those existing uh, P3D owners and order holders as well on the pricing for uh, just whatever this upgrade path's gonna be. I think it's it's only right that Tesla needs to make it cost no more than it would have to buy it with the car. I mean, if they decide to make it a, a thing that that costs more, like Autopilot, costs more after delivery than before it. But I think for the they need to grandfather in the existing owners and order holders. Uh, should they elect to take that to take that upgrade? I mean that Tesla has a history of that. They did it with uh, when they did Ludicrous. There there were P85D owners who you know hadn't had their cars very long because if you remember the P90D with Ludicrous came along a very small amount of time after the p85d with insane mode and it was those Inconel fuses uh, needed a hardware upgrade to get that extra little jolt for ludicrous and tesla did offer a good deal a relatively good deal on that for p85d owners so i I hope they do something similar here uh so yeah we'll see what happens with it because in fact i mean track mode itself still isn't even out but uh, it's good that they're thinking about this. Would have been nice if they would have thought about it a little more up front. But again, at the end of the day, it is, it is still a thing that's totally extra that there, that was never promised to anyone. So it's like, glad they're doing it. Wish they'd handled it better, but you know, you don't want to come. It's, it's a tough act to walk, I guess. Tough line to walk there. But, uh, hopefully Tesla will make it right here in the coming weeks. Speaking of making things right, the Ontario, Judge from last week that struck down the uh that that said tesla was absolutely correct in their uh cause behind suing ontario for the cancellation of the of the uh, ev rebate and the specific uh distinct exclusion of tesla from that well the good news is ontario model 3 order holders will be able to claim that generous provincial rebate if they take delivery by September 10th, which is that same phase-out period for everyone else that's, that's laid out there. So obviously September 10th, uh, as I record this, is right around the corner. In fact, uh, it'll, September 10th will have basically already happened by the time uh, most of you hear this. I mean, I'm not, I'm not delivering this to you as, new, as news that, that may directly affect you uh, if you're uh, in this boat in Ontario. But it's more of, uh, you know, I wanted to pass this along as a follow-up to last week because this is, you know, it's relevant to all Tesla owners in the sense that, you know, we don't ever want to see this happen in any territory. Um, so just, you know, ha- it, it's it's good news for those folks in Ontario. I mean, it's it's unfortunate news in the grand scheme that, that this new administration came in and just got rid of this right away. But uh, at least Tesla was... Uh, th- th- the courts made the the uh, this crazy exemption, this uh, exception that was made against Tesla that the courts made it right. All right, let's talk now. We got one more story. Yeah, one more here before I get to those Joe Rogan clips. It's a preview of the V9 software that's coming to the Tesla fleet. It was, of course, originally scheduled for the end of august according to elon but hey elon time and i've got an update for you on that in a second but this preview comes to us via jason hughes i've mentioned him a couple of times on the show before he is a noted tesla tinkerer slash hacker within the tesla community does uh, a lot of a lot of interesting stuff. That it's he's seemingly a white hat hacker. <laughs> he does. He has he has good intentions from everything I've seen. Well, he got a sneak peek and posted some screenshots of V nine. And uh, here I'll just read you. I'll quote him directly. He is. If you'd like to uh, follow him or or tweet at him for uh, you know whether it's to say thank you for posting that that preview or or anything else, he is at wk057 on twitter and he wrote got a peek at it meaning v9 not a full in-depth tinkering but enough to see some of the biggest changes first is the most obvious ui unification with model 3 no more app bar the nav is always shown uh control screen takes on a new form like on model 3 most notable changes whole ui overhaul nav waypoints an option called drive on nav for autopilot more on that in a second improved responsiveness MAME arcade emulator easter egg more on that in a second changes to the ic no photos sorry i'm actually not sure what he means by ic i confess uh show uh, a more maybe he means infrared camera showing more pulled back view presumably for a 360 type view for autopilot visuals So far, no dash cam feature like many were looking for, just to note. This jump reminds me a bit of the jump from 7 to 8, where 8.0 was 90% UI changes, then 8.1 actually added some features. My guess is the 9.x rollout will be similar. I was told V9 is still very much in development with more features coming. And a good question that he was asked, he says, uh, that question would be, Can I still get the browser in one half of the screen, rear camera in the other? And he says, nope, only one of the apps can be open at a time now, which is a step back from the existing software on SNX. He says, they slide up and down from the bottom of the screen, can pull some, uh, uh, let's see. Oh yeah, can pull some high for more view, but only one at a time. So thank you, Jason Hughes, for that, that those pictures, and the uh, detailed descriptions based on what he was able to see of it. And here is an update from Elon Musk on the timing of V9's release. Obviously it didn't happen by the end of August. He says, I'm running it in my car, but it's not right yet. Hopefully we'll release to advanced early access users in a week or two, then more broadly towards the end of the month. So again, so much for the end of August, but as I said earlier, it's Elon time, and we're all used to that by now. Uh, hopefully, we will indeed see it in about a month from now, maybe less, but I think end of September, uh, maybe early October is a uh, is a fairly reasonable expectation at this point if it is in testing in, uh, in some of the internal cars. Now, as to Jason's comments, it makes a lot of sense for Tesla to begin unifying the look and feel of that user interface across all three cars. I mean, I I predicted as much on my New Year's Eve show, if you remember back to that, but by doing that UI unification now, it'll be a lot easier once the S and X go to the landscape-oriented screen in the latter part of next year, per, uh, of course, Electrek scoop from a few weeks back. And by the way, by MAME Arcade Emulator Easter Egg, he is referring to the Atari games, uh, if you're not familiar with, with, uh, the terminology there. Now the other big thing, and we're going to hear more about that in a little while as well. The other big thing that you may be wondering about from Jason's comments is drive on nav. What does that mean? Well, he is referring to something that Elon mentioned at the shareholders meeting a few months ago, that being autopilot, being able to make automatic lane changes in other words on its own without you having to put the signal on and take interchanges based on where it knows its final destination is so that is clearly clearly going to be the star of this particular show of the of the v9 show uh s and x owners you get a co-star in the form of a new interface uh because that ui though being the model 3 uh, ui It's certainly, it is just inherently going to feel like a little less of an obvious upgrade to Model 3 owners than it will to Model S and X folks. Now, and there's nothing wrong with that. You know, just, I just want to set your expectations now so that uh, Model 3 folks out there aren't disappointed when when the look of it doesn't change too much in this big new version. I'm eager to see a couple things. I'm very eager to see how the Atari games play Elon will have a comment on that in a little while from the Joe Rogan show. And I certainly can't wait to check out the drive on nav feature. That is potentially going to be really super cool. I mean, that will would be uh, the first real enhanced autopilot feature. Like the, to, to the best of my knowledge, that would be the first feature that Autopilot 1 couldn't do because I believe AP1 can do... The auto park, the, uh, in fact, I know, I definitely, I know it can, I know I've done it in an, in an autopilot, one car auto park and, uh, lane changes on its own by when you know when you initiate the turn signal. Um, yeah. So I think this would be the first autopilot two exclusive feature. And on a related note, by the way, speaking of new features, here's one other new feature that will be added. Eventually a Twitter user wrote to Elon quote, Can you also add a feature to V9 to turn off the screens in the car while driving, only showing the speed? Tap it to turn back on. And uh, I I think the person was kind of referring more to nighttime, even though there is a night mode on the screens, of course. But Elon replied and said, quote, we'll add a fade mode with only essential info. And I have to say, to that Twitter user, it seems like a fairly smart idea. I mean, why not? If you, if you don't necessarily, if you want to have that option to have the screen turn off, particularly at night when, uh, you know, you might not want the, the, the lighting really coming at you other than the speed, why not? Let's, uh, let's have the option to do it. So I don't think that's necessarily going to make it into V9. Cause as you heard a, a few minutes ago, Elon's already got that deep into testing. I don't think they'll, I can't imagine they're adding new features to 9.0 right now. They'll have to, This'll have to that'll have to get added to the wish list for 9-1 or 9-2 or, or somewhere down the way. But it does indeed seem like a smart idea. So good stuff there. Okay, let's move on to the most talked-about thing of the week, which as I said was Elon Musk's two and a half hour appearance on the Joe Rogan Experience podcast. If you're curious to check it out, and I do encourage you to watch this because there's not a lot of Tesla stuff in it. But it's just a really fascinating interview because, again, uh, I I have to say, to the best of my knowledge, I don't think Elon uh, Elon has ever spoken that long in a public forum before. You know, he's done one hour things where it's a, you know, some kind of moderator guy asking him questions and there's there's an audience and maybe there are audience questions. But two and a half hours... One-on-one, no crowd, no other distractions, nothing else. He's never done that, to my knowledge. So um, it was really great to hear him. He talks a lot about AI uh, n- and Neuralink. He talks, uh, covers Boring Company a good bit. Uh, there was not a lot of Tesla talk, and t- which I guess I'm not super surprised by necessarily, but I uh, note like even less SpaceX talk but it was kind of a lot about Elon's mindset and who, as far as like who, how he thinks and how he approaches problems. It was a, a really great interview. I, I really tipped my cap to Joe Rogan. I, I wasn't, I'd never, I'd only heard a couple of his interviews, but he he won himself a new fan. I thought he, he did a great job uh, on it. Just a, a he, he made it sound like a casual conversation rather than a formal interview with a prepared list of questions and and he was no doubt very prepared i have little, no doubt about that but i'm i'm complimenting him in the sense that he he made it seem like he was not simply reading off a list of prepared questions i mean i i would love to get to that level someday like i in i take a lot of pride but also a lot of enjoyment in interviewing people uh which i you know mostly do at IGN every now and again i get to do it here but I I am a meticulous preparer for interviews, but I'm still, I, I need to evolve to that next level where I I don't need to have a sheet of questions in front of me and I can just, just get all the same kind of useful information and have it be in a more organic, conversational way. So kudos to Joe Rogan, I, I can't imagine he'd ever hear this, why would he, but... Um, let's get right to it with an enough about, about me and, and my <laughs> thoughts on that. So here again, I've got one, two, three, six Tesla's, uh, specific clips. This is most of the Tesla stuff he've talked about in the two and a half hours right here. But again, I do encourage you to go check out the rest of it. You can find it at youtube.com slash powerful JRE, meaning Joe Rogan experience. He's also on iTunes and, and podcast services, but, uh, that's the YouTube link. So, here is Elon explaining to Joe Rogan, who, mind you, is not a Tesla guy. He doesn't own a, car, a Tesla. But this is Elon explaining the Model Xmas Easter egg to Joe.
2: Well, I mean, in that case, there were some engineers at Tesla that said, hey, you know, what if we make this car dance and play music? I was like, that sounds great. <laughs> Please do it. Let's try to get it done in time for Christmas.
3: We did. did you, is there a concern about someone just losing their mind and making it do that on the highway? No, it won't do that. What if it's in bumper to bumper traffic? Nope. No, won't
2: do it. Nope. It's Actually, you have to, it's an Easter egg. Oh, it's an Easter egg. Yeah, that's why people don't know about it. <laughs> Including people who have the car. Well, it's like, it can do lots of things. Lots of things. Once Reddit gets a hold of it. Oh, you just have to. It's everyone. (laughs) If you search for it on the internet, you You will find find out. But people don't know that they should even search for it.
3: Oh well, they do now. Yes. Yes. There's so many
2: things about the Model X and the Model S and the Model 3 that people don't know about. We should probably do a video or something and explain it. Because I have close friends of mine, and I say, "Do you know the car can do this?" And they're like, "Nope."
0: So there you go. If if you are the engineer at Tesla who comes up with the idea and pitches it to Elon and he loves it and green lights it, that's got to make you feel good because you know I got to figure Elon is a uh, probably a uh, a bit of a tough boss. You know, t- he's with that work ethic and and the never-ending pursuit for for better and and more as close to perfect as possible and keep pushing and pushing. So. It, that had to be a nice win for that engineer or group of engineers who who pitched that and then were able to get it into the car. And now those of you with Model Xs get to show that off whenever you want. I've seen it in person. It is hilarious. Like it's it's even better in person than it is on YouTube videos if you ever get a chance to, to uh, see it for yourself. All right, so this next quote, I actually played this for my wife because, you know, I've talked about how uh, early on, my wife was really not on board with uh, with anything but the most basic Model Three possible, and I had to kind of. It took her a long time to to even start to see like what this world that that you and I uh, are are so enthusiastic about and why it's special and why it's different and why it why it it matters and why it's worth being excited about and she you know as i I told you she eventually kind of came around um i mean i say kind of because it's not like she's saying hey can i can i take the car out for a drive like it's not like that but you know she has very much come to understand this uh what i do and and why i care about it and and thus why all of why all of you care about it too but this right here i had to play her this clip because this sums up for me I mean, there are lots of reasons to love Tesla. There's there are the there are the environmental, the green, you know, reasons, the sustainable energy reasons. But for me, this quote from Elon right here says it better than I could ever. So, uh, Elon Musk, please tell please tell everybody why are what is why is a Tesla special? What is cool? What makes it special and unique?
2: I mean, I think a Tesla. It's the most fun thing you could possibly buy ever. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it's meant to be. Well. Our goal is to make, it's, it's not exactly a car. It's actually a thing to maximize enjoyment. Mm. Make its maximum fun.
3: Okay. Electronic, like big screen, laptop, ridiculous speed, handling, all that stuff.
2: Yeah. Do you, you have. And a, we're going to put video games in it. You are? Yeah. Is that wise? Well, what kind you, of video you games? won't be able to Candy drive Flash? while you're playing the video game. But we're like, oh. for example, we so just, we're just putting the, the, the Atari emulator, ROM emulator, in it. Mm. So you'll be able to play Missile Command and Lunar Lander and a bunch of other things. Ooh. Yeah. That sounds cool. It's pretty fun. I like that. Yeah. And we improved the interface of Missile Command because it was too hard with the old trackball. So this is, this is a touchscreen version of Missile Command. So you have a chance.
0: So I just love that, where he says, our goal at Tesla is to make the most fun thing you've ever had. I love that. And uh it is certainly that so far for me. Uh and I, I'm sure a lot of you would say the same about your Teslas. Uh it's and then of course you could you could you could hear how excited he was to get the old Atari games into the car. That's just gonna be cool. Um, yeah, so the joy and enthusiasm in Elon's voice there. I, I, I'm i going to, I'm like going to hang on to that clip. I just think that's, that's so great. That's just so great how he summed it up right there. Okay. Uh, let's get an update. I mentioned earlier, uh, I read you Elon's tweet about the timing of version nine with the on-ramp to off-ramp, you know, that drive to nav. Here's Elon speaking to that a little bit on the Joe Rogan experience podcast.
2: It's driving itself better every day. Yeah. yeah. It's, uh, we're about to release the software that will enable you to just turn it on and it'll drive from highway on-ramp to highway exit, do lane changes, to overtake other cars, to go from one interchange to the next. If you get on, say, the 405 and get, on, get off 300 miles later and go through several highway interchanges and just take, overtake other cars and hook into the nav system. And, then, uh, and you're just meditating. Home.
3: Yeah. Well, your
0: car's
2: just traveling. It's very, Home.
0: it's kind of eerie. I can't wait to see it. Hopefully, like I said, maybe T minus 30 days or so. Uh, this next thing, I remember this story that Elon's referencing. In fact, I think I did it in the very early days of the podcast. I think I covered this story. But here is Elon speaking to a specific incident that provided the, the real big motivation for him to get autopilot going and working and and uh, released publicly. Listen to this.
2: In, in fact, the thing that really, you know, got me to, it's like, man, we better get autopilot going and get it out there, was a guy was in an early Tesla driving down the highway and he fell asleep and he ran over a cyclist and killed him. And it's was like, like, man, if we mm-hmm. had autopilot run out one we might have fallen asleep but at least he wouldn't have run over that cyclist
0: i found it it was from february of 2014 so that's uh it was in santa cruz california not too far from uh from tesla hq just over near over on the coast there uh next here a couple more clips here is uh, so joe rogan asks elon what keeps you up at night and here is elon's answer to that
2: well, it's quite hard to run companies. Yeah. Especially car companies, I have to say. It's quite challenging. The
3: car business is the hardest one of all the things you do?
2: Yes. Because it's a consumer-oriented
3: business as opposed to, like, SpaceX and...
2: Not that SpaceX SpaceX is no walk in the park. but But a car company, it's very difficult to keep a car company alive. It's very difficult. You know, there's only two car companies... In the history of american car companies that haven't gone bankrupt and that's ford and tesla that's it yeah
3: ford rode out that crazy storm huh they're the only ones by the skin of their teeth shout out to the mustang yeah yeah by the skin of their teeth that is interesting right same with
2: tesla we barely survived how close did you get to folding very close we uh 2008 is not a good time to be a car company, especially a startup car company, and especially an electric car company. That was like stupidity squared. And this is when
3: you had those cool roadsters with the t-top, yeah. with the um a target top.
2: Yeah, we had like uh, used a highly modified Elise chassis. The body was all completely different. By the way, that was a super dumb strategy that we actually did. Why was we, it was dumb was based on two false premises. Uh, one false premise was that we would be able to uh, cheaply convert the Lotus Elise um, and use that as a car platform and that we would be able to use technology from this little company called AC Propulsion for the electric drivetrain and the battery. Problem is the AC Propulsion technology did not work in production and we ended up using none of it in the long term. None of it. We had to redesign everything, and then the once you add a battery pack and electric motor to the car, it got heavier. Got thirty percent heavier. Invalidated the entire structure, all the crash structure. Everything had to be redone. Nothing. Like the, I think it had less than seven percent of the parts were common with any other device, including cars or anything. Less than
3: seven percent. Yes. Everything.
2: Including tires and wheels, bolts, brakes, the, yeah, even every, steering wheel, seat. The steering wheel was, I think, the steering wheel was almost the same. <laughs> yes, the, the, the windscreen, the win, windscreen, different. no, I think the windscreen was the same. same. Yes, I think, the, I think we were able to keep With the less windscreen less than seven percent. So that's re- basically, every body panel was different, the entire structure was different. The, uh, we couldn't use the h like the hVAC system, the, the you know the air conditioner mm-hmm. it was a belt driven air conditioner off, off a, oh, so now right. we needed a something that was electrically driven Which, we needed a new a- AC compressor, and all that takes away from the battery life as well, right yeah, we needed an, a, a small highly efficient air conditioning system um, that fit in a tiny car and was electrically powered, not belt driven <laughs> It was very difficult. how much did those weigh the those cars the roadster i think it was about 2700 pounds that's still very long depending on which version 2650 to 2750 pounds something like that
3: and what was the weight distribution
2: um it was about 50 well there were different versions of the car um so it's about 55 on the rear because it was rear bias
0: and then they kind of went off on a little tangent about the Porsche 911 after that, but uh, yeah, I thought that was just a, an interesting way for. I mean, we've we've heard that that story before, but uh, not maybe with quite that much humility, I guess. So I thought that was uh, that was worth playing for you. And the last clip I have, and again, I encourage you to to listen to the whole two and a half hour podcast. It was really excellent, uh, excellent chat. It was w- worth hearing if you're a, an Elon fan. This is uh Elon talking about what he wants to do, what he wants the future to be and and how he uh how he wants to spend his time.
2: You know, my goal is like try to do useful things, try to maximize the probability of the future is good. Um make the future exciting. Something you look forward to, you know. You know, with the uh, you know, with Tesla, we're like trying to make things that people love. You know, it's like, not. Like how, many, how many things can you buy that you really love, that really give you joy? So rare. So rare. I wish there were more things. That's what we're trying to do. Just make things that somebody loves.
0: Well, Elon, you've done that. You've done that four times so far with the original Roadster, the S, the X, and now the Model 3. And... Gosh, I, I, I'm sure thankful for it, and maybe if I'm lucky, someday I'll get to thank him in person. All right, let me move on here. I've got, uh, as usual, plenty of excellent calls from you guys queued up in the Ride the Lightning hotline, so stick around for that, plus uh, my impressions of what I've been doing with the Spirit of Adventure over the past week or so. All that coming up right after this. Welcome to the Ride the Lightning Hotline, where I take your calls, your questions, your comments, your discussion topics. A reminder that you can participate in that in one of two easy ways. Either use your smartphone's built-in voice recorder software, record a a minute-to-minute-and-a-half call, please try to keep it to about that length, and email that file to me at tesla podcast at gmail.com or you can call in and leave a message anytime day or night on the ride the lightning hotline it's a toll-free call and that number is 1-888-989-8752 that's 1-888-989-TSLA and if you know somebody special with an upcoming birthday anniversary graduation or some other special occasion you can give them a unique gift of recorded voices from friends and family telling them why they're special the recordings can be podcast. Or put onto a keepsake. If you're curious to learn more, visit lifeonrecord.com. Let's kick it off with our friend Marcus from Germany, Marcus Mayenschein, calling in about getting an up close look at something even I haven't seen. Uh, being a stone's throw right here from Tesla, that would be the new Roadster. Marcus, you're on the air.
4: Hi Ryan, here's Markus Meinschein speaking from Germany, reporting from Switzerland. Uh, we have seen the Tesla Roadster second generation in white, beautiful white color, standing on, the, on a very special event in Baal,
2: Basel, uh, on the Grand Basel. It's a, yeah, it's a luxury car presentation and this is the official uh, introduction of the Tesla Roadster in
4: Europe. I talked to some representatives from Tesla. So one thing they have leaked to me, Uh, this means uh, they have said that they have no door handles and there will be a gesture to open the doors. This is an official
2: statement of some Tesla people standing there from America.
4: So this is a short
2: report from my side. I wish you all the best and keep on doing the great job with uh, your podcast.
4: Bye-bye.
0: Thank you for that report, Marcus. I am so glad that you got to see that mock-up. Even if it's just a rolling mule... But that's still that is the car. I mean, that is the shape of it. I'm glad you got to see it in person. Like I said, I haven't had the chance to see it yet, and it's uh, it's only I think publicly it's only been down at the reveal event, which isn't technically publicly, but there are certainly members of the community that were able to attend that. Uh, and then it was that same white uh, rolling mule was out front at the shareholders meeting. So those I think it, this is this is now it's only its third public appearance for, for again, for that or the actual functioning red one too the, the one working prototype that we're aware of. So, uh, you are a lucky, lucky gentleman there, Marcus, but again, thank you for that report. And, uh, that thing about the door handles that the fact that there would be none and there'd be some kind of gesture to pop the doors open. Well, I have to say that sounds very much like something Tesla would do. Every, it seems like all the Teslas, uh, since the Roadster, all of the original, like, ground-up, from-the-ground-up Tesla designs, SX, 3, and, uh, I guess now Roadster, have some sort of very unique door handle situation. You know, the S has the presenting door handles, the X has the, both the, the, just the push-button flush ones, but also, of course, the Falcon wing doors, and the 3, the 3 has the cantilevered flush uh, handles which are certainly unique I know <laughs> I've been uh dropping my my daughter off at school there's just a you know a pull up and drop off with the you know with with school you know with teachers there and I've I've had to explain it to all of them I was <laughs> like just put push in the left and pull on the right and that seems to be a they they all get it but a, a few of them have been like oh man I have no idea what to do with this so Every Tesla has had some sort of unique door handle in some way, but I, so I wonder what the gesture would be for this, for the Roadster. I mean, presumably maybe waving your hand over a certain spot, like presumably the, maybe the upper corner of the door, like near where a handle would be if it had one. I don't know. It's very interesting. Thank you again for your call, Marcus. We'll, uh, we'll look to hear more about that in the future. Next up, we have Micah from Dallas who is curious about supercharger expansion. Micah, you're on the air.
5: Hi, Ryan. This is Micah from Dallas here. Uh, I was just curious if you have any details on the supercharging network here in Dallas, Texas, if they're planning on expanding that anytime soon or when that may be going into effect. Uh, as of right now, there's there's really not any. I think there's about uh, one actual supercharger uh, in the Dallas area. and So for me... Uh, that, that would really be my main charging mechanism for whenever I buy my, uh, my Tesla. But if you have any details on that, I'd love to hear it. Thank you for the podcast. Well,
0: Micah, there's no real way to know what's coming, unfortunately, at least not with much of a degree of accuracy with regard to the timing. All you can really do is keep an eye on Tesla.com slash supercharger and look at the gray opening soon locations on the map near you. So I did that. I took, for instance, right now, it shows three coming soon locations in Dallas. One in Fort Worth. Now, I'm not sure if that counts as Dallas or not because I know it's Dallas-Fort Worth, but uh, if that's relevant to you, it does list summer of 2018 for that. So that one way or the other, that should be really soon. Uh, one in downtown Dallas that's listed as 2019 and a third one in mesquite and that's just says not summer 2018 or fall just 2018 so uh hopefully those 2018 ones will will come online at least by the end of the year so you've got no more than about you know three and a half months to wait there Uh, i hope that helps derek in arizona just got his model 3 uh, and wants to talk a little bit about the autopilot trial derek go ahead
6: Hey, Ryan, this is Derek from Arizona. I've called uh, a couple times uh, chiming in. Um, I recently did take delivery of my Model 3. It's awesome. I'm actually calling from the car right now. Um, one thing I did just get the uh, recent, um, I guess, temporary autopilot uh, trial. And one thing I thought of um, that maybe something that would be awesome to introduce is uh, maybe to piecemeal out uh, options you can purchase instead of an all in one package. Uh, for instance, uh, just getting the adaptive con- cruise control upgrade uh, for, say, $1,000. Um, that seems to be the one I like the most, but I can only get it if I get the $5,000 package. Um, so just the thought I had uh, since I was doing the trial, uh, it would be really awesome if uh, Tesla could maybe introduce a way to to pick and choose what options you want in that package instead of just the all-in-one. might be a way for them to increase revenue, too, if people only... Ch- uh, Chime in or kind of take one of those options, maybe waiting to get the rest of the package. So, just a random thought. Uh, appreciate everything you do with the podcast. Uh, talk to you later. Bye.
0: I'm sure they've thought about it. You know, at the end of the day, it probably comes down to how they think they can make the most money. And only they know what the uptake on enhanced autopilot is. Now, depending on how high that is, it might take an unrealistically high percentage of people ordering piecemeal options from it in order to come out ahead versus just doing the all-inclusive $5,000 package that they have now. We know they're in profitability or bust mode right now. And I don't mean or bust literally, but uh, so we'll see. I'm curious to see if this is offered in the next six to nine months or so. If it is, we'll probably know that they found the piecemeal option to be more lucrative. And if they don't, that probably means that the math didn't come out in piecemeal's favor. Thanks for the call, Derek. We've got Mike in Richmond next. Uh, He wants to comment on a similar topic uh, about another way that autopilot could be uh, achieved in a different monetary capacity. So Mike, go ahead.
5: Hey, Ryan, this is Mike from Richmond. Uh, So I was listening to your last episode when you guys were talking about the subscription-based autopilot service. So I had an idea that might even work better. Rather than a subscription-based, why not make it a one-time use? You pay for it maybe $20 per day, and you get access to it for one day. And then every day you want to use it again – you have to pay that fee in order to activate it again, but it's good for 24 hours. So I thought that would be a good solution and allow Tesla to make some revenue off of people that didn't activate autopilot right off the bat. And it also allows somebody to kind of use it on an as-needed basis rather than a subscription service or to buy it outright. So just want to see what you think about it. And uh, thanks. Later.
0: That would be fantastic, Mike. I agree. But at that point you might get people only using it for road trips, which is not what Tesla wants um, monetarily in that regard or just safety wise. You know, they believe their data shows that autopilot's safer. So they want people using it all the time. I mean, and, and not that there would be anything wrong with, with people just using it for road trips. But again, I have to go back to looking at it from Tesla's point of view, what payment model could make it worth their while uh let's and let's just use your example uh, uh, on this would $20 per day do it I don't know maybe but I do like your idea here thank you for your call it's been a while since uh, since I heard from you so great to hear your voice again let's go to Nick from Indianapolis uh, in, pardon me Indianapolis that's simple enough to say I can handle it <laughs> wants to uh, talk about Model 3 annual service Nick you're on the air
5: Hey, Ryan, this is Nick from Indianapolis, and um, I have a question about annual service for a Tesla Model 3. Um, So I've had quite the soap opera trying to get my Model 3. They have really screwed up the delivery. Um, It's a soap opera, and I could probably take a whole hour of your podcast trying to explain it, so I won't get into the details. But um, part of the compensation is they're offering me a $500 wall connector or five hundred dollars of annual service. Um, I really don't need the wall connector, but I really don't know what kind of annual service you need for a Tesla, um, and if it's even something that I would use. So, um, and it just got me kind of thinking about what what, what annual service um, is needed. So, um, yeah, just uh, wondering if you know you know or anybody knows what what kind of annual services do we need and it's a 500 dollars annual service something i'd actually use or if i should just go for the wall connector
0: all right uh thank you bye i am sorry to hear about your poor experience nick but i'm glad that tesla is at least offering you some attempt at a make good i mean it's simple really for me if you don't need the wall connector take the service credit. You know, they, they want you to bring the car in for a checkup of the, of the battery pack, the, the battery coolant fluid, the, the battery cells, you know, every year, maybe it, maybe you could let it go a little more, but, you know, about every year or so. So uh, aside from that, like I told Kendon in the Ride the Lightning Hotline segment last week, you know, you've got tire rotation, you've got alignment, you've got uh, windshield washer fluid, so you'll make use of that $500 even if it takes you... A few visits so hope that helps jonas from paris calls in next uh and has a a thought on service as well jonas go ahead
6: hello ryan and your listeners jonas here from paris i first want to congratulate you for your car this is so much fun to listen to your reaction I will find very interesting to have your opinion on the video from the Motherboard YouTube channel, the rogue Tesla mechanic resurrecting salvaged cars. Do you think there will ever be private mechanics working on Teslas? As always, thank you very much for your hard work and the quality of your podcast. Bye-bye.
0: Well, I love that that gentleman has taken it upon himself to figure out servicing the car on his own. I- I think in time, we might see private mechanics authorized by Tesla, maybe. I mean, look at Apple. Tesla stores, I think, are fairly analogous to Apple stores. Officially, Apple does all the work, but there are third-party places you can take your phone to for, as an example, screen repair. So I think eventually it will be possible. It's just a question of whether or not it would be quote-unquote official from Tesla. I mean, if people are out of warranty though, and there's no warranty to void, some people might not care about, you know, kind of going rogue with, uh, with regard to service and ideal, uh, pardon me, ideally that, that I should say Tesla will keep the quality of their service high enough, the locations of service numerous enough and the prices of service low enough that no one would ever even want to look elsewhere we will see over the next few years. Three more calls for uh, for this week's edition of the Ride the Lightning Hotline. Steve from St. Louis is up next. He's got an idea for a UI change on the Model 3. Steve, go ahead.
5: Hi Ryan, this is Steve from St. Louis. I uh, wanted to see if you could put something on your show to convince Tesla to change the user interface on the model three for audio app switching, to change from streaming to tune in to uh, Bluetooth or to radio, you need to look at the screen, uh, hit a target, then look at the screen again, hit another target. I don't think it's particularly safe and it isn't the best way to do it. It'd be great if you could just hit the target once to switch or if you could uh, do it by voice thanks very much
0: steve i am with you all the way on this one there have been times where i've been driving and i want to start playing music off of my phone Uh, it does require a reach across the screen and a few button presses to do that i agree that it could indeed be streamlined I'd also still love to see some sort of phone cloning. Elon mentioned it on Twitter forever ago. It hasn't been mentioned since. I think it literally had that one mention ever, so that's probably not happening. It's probably not on the roadmap, but you know, if I want to play music that's stored locally on my phone, and I know most people now stream everything, but I still have I have all my albums that are converted uh, to digital and they're all, they all live on my phone. So I have a huge music collection right on my phone. But um, anyway, it's, if I want that, I have to unlock the phone and then manually go find it on the phone. And it's tricky to do that in a safety conscious way while driving. So hopefully V9 maybe will bring some good changes in that department uh, amongst everything else that it's aiming to do. Thanks again, Steve. Joe from New York, listening to the podcast in his Model 3, uh, is loving his car, and he has a little comment on uh, the media playback system in the Tesla as well. Joe, you're on the air.
6: Hey, Ryan. Joe from New York. I'm now listening to your podcast in my Model 3 that I recently took delivery of. It is a fantastic machine. One thing I noticed, though is that the icon for the podcast that I listen to through my iPhone are just plain wrong. They're either a generic music note or some other icon. The cover art is just
0: not accurate by any means. Uh, any idea on what to do about it? Thanks. Hi, Joe. Unfortunately, this is one of the not super great things about Tesla's media center. Tune in is flawed. People have issues with slacker, like the fact that the max bitrate playback is 64 kilobits per second, despite the fact that the Model 3 in particular and, the, you know, the S and the X now that, that they have their uh, upgraded interior system is standard on those cars. Uh, these cars have nice sound systems and slacker's limited to 64kbps playback so anyway uh and the other thing too which is more relevant to what you're talking about the uh the interface if you want to put your own music on a usb stick and plug it in and play it through the car that way it's not great either the good news is that all of that is fixable so hopefully that's something that's starting to rise on the Tesla software team's priority list now that the Model 3 has, has basically reached feature parity with the S and the X. It'll be interesting to see uh, if, again, if V9 does bring any improvements for this or if it's still going to have to be part of its own kind of digital renovation project uh, at some point down the road. Our last call this week, last certainly not least, we've got Jesse in Dallas, Uh, has both a problem and a solution. Jesse, take us home.
4: Hey Ryan, Jesse from Dallas here with both a problem and a solution. You know those cars that Elon Musk referred to as requiring rework? Well, I've also seen reports of some deliveries being rejected. What do they do with those cars that they've reworked that no one seems to want? Enter my problem. I've been waiting over 90 days for my silver all-wheel drive Model 3. I couldn't afford to add Enhanced Autopilot or the Performance Model. However, if they had a silver Enhanced Autopilot all-wheel drive, or if they had a Performance Model 3, also in my color, either of those would represent an upgrade, and I might be willing to overlook some of those superficial issues or rework history. What are your thoughts about Tesla using those reworked cars to help clear up some of these backlogs? Tesla, waiting for your call.
0: Well, that's an interesting idea, Jesse. And I suppose the calculus for Tesla would come down to anticipated warranty costs on those cars versus doing something else with them. Uh, Remember that Tesla used to do something semi-similar to this at the end of quarters in the pre-Model 3 days in order to pump up delivery numbers as much as possible. Uh, That being putting a little bit of a markdown on test drive or inventory Model S's in order to move those cars out quickly just before the quarter ended, uh, I have one other suggestion for them. By the way, uh, as someone who just suffered—and yes, I'm—if you can't see me, I'm <laughs> I'm using big time air quotes there—suffered through an ICE loaner for a day while Tesla took care of a couple of things on my car. I'll, I'll tell you about that in a few minutes, but. Uh, My suggestion is send those cars to the service centers to be used as service loaners for, for customers. Better that than the ICE that I had. So there's my suggestion. Thank you, Jesse. Thank you to everybody who called in. Again, I love this part of the show. I love hearing from all of you. Please keep those phone calls coming. You can either, again, record on your smartphone and email that file to me at tesla podcast at gmail.com or you can call in and leave a message on the ride the lightning hotline it's toll free and it's 1-888-989-8752 i'll be right back with some uh some updates on what i've been doing with the spirit of adventure as well as some parting thoughts for you right after this Uh, before I get to the plugs, I wanted to uh, take this spot in the show to talk about what I've been up to with my Model 3, which as many of you know, if you've been listening for uh, even a little while, that I've, I've nicknamed, I've named my car, actually not nicknamed, it is named officially the Spirit of Adventure right there in the UI. You can name your Model 3 or S or X, which is awesome. So as I, as I uh, started to mention a few minutes ago at the end of the Ride the Lightning hotline there... I, I had the most first world problem ever at the end of last week when my, when my car was in service for that, uh, that cracked taillight housing as well as the, also had the, the nail in the tire coincidentally, which was it, it, in a sense a good coincidence that it, that it was already going to the service center anyway. Uh, and then they, uh, they also adjusted my right headlight Uh, it was, it was, uh, I think I mentioned last week, it was overhanging by a pretty good bit on the bottom, uh, which I'd noticed at delivery, made note of it to the the delivery specialist. And they said, uh, they, you know, they, they had the the text look at it and it was going to take too long there, but they said, "Eh, if you want to take it to a service center later, we can get that taken care of for you. Well, got that taken care of. Now, both headlights are perfect. The fit and finish on my car looks great. Super stoked. But yeah, when I dropped it off... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> they were they were running super busy and it was already uh like the early afternoon so you know it's not like it was first thing in the morning i was hoping to wait for the car they said oh sorry we got we're you know we're kind of backed up we'll have to give you a loaner car you can come back uh, we'll have you pick it up tomorrow so okay all right no problem they're gonna take care of it but they said well we're 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 out of teslas so uh you have your choice of these ices over here and i chose a, a nissan Altima." And I have to say, right away, like, okay, I guess I should back up a second. I hadn't driven an ICE since I got the three back from Immaculate Reflections. So it had basically been about two weeks of nothing but the Model 3. So there's your context. I get in the Ultima, and the Ultima's fine. Like there's no, you know, it's there's it's not, not knocking the Ultima, but holy cow right away it was like, oh my gosh, this is terrible. No wonder Tesla owners never never buy anything else after having a Tesla because you get spoiled real fast. This car uh, I I forgot to lock it when I got out of it at work because you know I'm used to the walkaway lock <laughs> on the model 3. Uh, I'm lucky I even remembered to turn the thing off with the it was a push button thing, but yeah I, I didn't remember to turn it off which again, you don't have to bother with on a Tesla, but uh, yeah, I forgot to lock it. Uh, it felt really weird that it didn't slow itself down when I took my foot off the accelerator. There was no autopilot on it. Um, so yeah, I, <laughs> I, was, I was just like, you know, it obviously didn't have the performance or the smoothness of, of a Tesla. I was just like, my goodness, this is the most like, I'm having the most first world complainy experience right now. And I, I just couldn't help but laugh at myself. But, uh, you know, I I know, of course, the priority with, with Model 3 production is, is fulfilling that still long list of pre-orders. And I get that's where the priority should be. But hey, Elon, if you're listening to this, we could use some more Tesla loaners at service centers stat. <laughs> get them out there ASAP. Tesla customers... Wanna be driving Tesla loaners? It's tough to go back, uh, but again, they they did take really good care of me. Again, they got the they got the headlights all nice and flush on the body like they're supposed to be. The taillight was in and out, no problem. The tire, thankfully, was patchable. It was able to be plugged. It did not require a tire replacement. So uh, all that was well and good, and they they were very nice to me. They took took nice care of me, so I appreciate that. Uh, so that was my first experience with Tesla service. Mm-hmm. Now I uh, wanted to note too, for those of you curious, the early returns on the P3Ds range with 20 inch wheels. So with my car here, cause of course I knew I was going to be taking a hit on range by taking those bigger wheels, knew that eyes wide open going in. Uh, but I didn't know quite what the extent of it would be. Well, I've, I've got an early idea here. Don't take this as gospel, but, uh, I did some, uh, some, uh, autopilot runs kind of up and down the peninsula, pretty flat. And, uh, I did the same run a couple of times over the course of the, the holiday weekend last weekend down to my brother-in-law's house, about, uh, 30, 35 miles down the peninsula. And, Just watching the watt hours per mile, watching the energy consumption on the car, it was getting, again, and this was with autopilot on for for most of the way, and uh, the autopilot was set to, you know, I was basically doing between, I would say 65 and about 73, because I would, I was, we got a 65 speed limit, so I'd set my autopilot max to to 73 or 74 to try and avoid uh, being pulled over if it, if, uh, you know, if a cop was nearby. So you know, depending on traffic, it, it sometimes it would be up at 73, sometimes it'd be a bit lower. But anyway, the point is, I was getting about between 250 and 275 watt hours per mile. Um, or sorry, that wasn't the, the that was the uh, that was the range. I forget I actually. Forget. Oh, it was 300 watt like two two seventy five to 300 on the watt hours per mile, which translates to about. a 250 to 275 mile range rather than of course the 310 that the car is rated for with the uh the 18s with the 18 inch aero wheels so just thought i'd pass along that data point also the dog hammock that i bought many months ago in anticipation of the model 3 had to say it worked pretty nicely i finally gave it a test last weekend uh, so yes, that means Daisy got her very first ride in the spirit of adventure and, and uh, to her credit, she laid down right in the middle, right next to my daughter. Uh, and she, she just ended up, she stuck her face right up uh, next to the air conditioner, the the one that's on the back of the center console in the model three that that's blowing air out to the rear passengers. So she seemed to enjoy that. Uh, so if you're interested, I'll, I'll, I'll just mention it. You know, I'm, I'm not saying there aren't better ones out there. I've only tried this one, based which again I'd chosen based on Amazon reviews and and the photographs of it in action and and what it sort of the it gives pretty good coverage. Uh, the big thing it doesn't cover are the door panels. So if Daisy were ever to ever go over there, potentially she could scratch those door panels, which would really really make me sad. But thankfully she didn't do that on her first ride. She just uh, she's been pretty chill in the car overall. But anyway, it's the, uh, I wrote it down here, the Kurgo Wander dog hammock, K-U-R-G-O. If you're curious, it was $54 on Amazon. Uh, Also, I forgot, I thought I had gotten all the cleaning supplies that Jeff from Immaculate Reflections had recommended to me, but no, I forgot one thing, which I didn't realize until I was almost done cleaning the car for the first time, doing the first uh, wash by myself, leaf blower. He recommended a leaf blower to just blow as much of the initial water off the car when you're when you're done, when you've rinsed as possible so that your your the nice drying towel doesn't get totally sopped and wet so you can you can use that towel across the the whole car. So, bought myself a leaf blower. Haven't tried it out yet. I think I'm going to try it out tomorrow. I want to the car I just washed it last weekend but it's already there's a bunch of dust on it and it's um it got some like you know kind of that uh like not it's kind of sappy stuff just like clear not like super thick awful dangerous sap but and i kind of wiped it all off but it just thing it, it left like finger streaks when i try to just kind of <laughs> just kind of rub it off of there um so i'm gonna give it a give it a go tomorrow so i'll test that leaf blower out but And then one last thing I wanted to mention is just a a note for California folks. And I know by my metrics that I have a ton of listeners in California, which means I probably have a lot of people out there that are like me on PG&E for your utility company. Well, a while ago, I had told you uh, that one of the perks to make sure you want to take advantage of is a $500 bill credit from PG&E. Well, I must have either it changed or I somehow just totally read it wrong. Either of those is is a possibility. I I acknowledge, but it turns out the $500 rebate you get from PG and E is cash. They will send you a check. It's not a bill credit. It is actually just 500 bucks uh, that they will mail you in check form. And I got mine very quickly. I applied for it. And within a week, it was the, the check had arrived at the house. So um, the nice part is the way I'm looking at that, that's going to pay for my window tinting, which is happening in about, uh, I guess what a month or month or month and a half, something like that. I have the appointment, I forget, but uh, yeah, that'll pay for my window tinting right there. So that's a, that's a nice way to look at that, at least as, as far as I'm concerned. So make sure if you are taking delivery of any electric vehicle and you are a PG&E customer, here in California, uh, all you're going to need is your VIN number and then the, the form's pretty easy otherwise. Take advantage of that. Get that $500 uh, check rebate. All right, that will do it. Let me do some plugs here before I go. I mentioned Immaculate Reflections. Let me, uh, of course, give them uh, give them their plug. Jeff is is great people. He took great care of me and my car. I'm going back for a follow-up to uh to just uh address some some little things uh on the on the film installation and while well, we we still have to do the ceramic coat the hood because now that i, I now that the badge the you know i got, had to bring him a new badge from tesla service uh when well you know after he'd finished detailing the car so you know he just he said uh it was not a good idea to put the cer- uh, ceramic uh Put the the badge over the ceramic because the ceramic's super super slick. So gonna get that done and uh, and see what other little little follow-ups it needs. But anyway, irdetailing.com. Check it out. Jeff at Immaculate Reflections does great work. 16 years of experience he's got. So if you're in the Bay Area or around the Bay Area and you want to get some uh, detailing work done to your car, what on from whatever level of detailing you want from smaller jobs on up to the biggest of jobs, he will take good care of you. And then abstract ocean. They will take good care of you as well with their excellent line of Tesla products. I would say primarily lighting products. They do a lot of, they got a lot of cool lighting stuff. Those puddle lights that everybody loves. I'm going to be doing a set in my car at some point in the not too distant future, Uh tempered glass screen protectors, They've got the roadster style T E S L a lettering that you could put on the back of your model three, like Franz von Holzhausen did. Uh, they've got center console wraps. A lot of people I'm doing a wrap. Actually, that's, that's one of the things I'm doing at the follow-up appointment at immaculate reflections is, uh, is a wrap on that center console. Cause I don't want it. I already hate the fingerprints, even though I'm not even trying to fingerprint it and I want to try and prevent scratches as well. So, Abstract Ocean's got that, those uh, different patterned wraps for you as well. Anyway, the point of that is to say if you do go shopping at abstractocean.com, use the coupon code RTL Podcast. That's all one word RTL Podcast. Use that coupon code at checkout, and you will get 15% off of your first order. That is a, a nice deal that they are kind enough to offer the listeners of this show. Follow me on Twitter at DMC underscore Ryan. Same thing on Instagram as well. DMC underscore Ryan. That's where all of the spirit of adventure pictures and, uh, and fun Tesla stuff. Uh, the, uh, the, the, the pictures all go up there. Like I said, so that's, you know, whereas my Twitter account is lots of video game stuff with, with my day job at IGN. The Instagram is all Tesla. So, uh, check that out if you're interested, And you can always email me, teslapodcast at gmail.com. And a reminder as well, just continuing the, (laughs) the run of plugs here, don't forget that the free unlimited lifetime supercharging perk is finally ending this week. September 16th is the final day of that. So if you're thinking about ordering either an S, X, or Model 3 Performance, those are the cars eligible for that free unlimited lifetime supercharging with the referral code. So please use mine and get yourself that unlimited supercharging perk. Uh, My referral code is Ryan73014. So you can either give that to a sales advisor or if you're just configuring online, type this into your browser, ts.la slash ryan 73014 that'll take you to a design studio where you can then pick from sx or model 3 performance configure it to your heart's content uh, order it and it'll have that free unlimited lifetime supercharging baked into it if you miss that september 16th deadline you will still be able to get a year at least one year of free unlimited supercharging with that referral code so uh please enjoy that make use of that if you are indeed ordering a tesla in the next uh, well anytime really as for the patreon producers i want to say hi and thank them these are the kind folks uh, supporting me at the producer level if you enjoy this podcast and i hope you do if you've made it this far i trust you probably do if you get a lot out of it each week and you see fit to support me on patreon it's totally optional there is a uh, Again, nothing is held back. The show still comes to you, you know, totally free every Sunday, 9 a.m. Eastern time. But there are some additional little perks that I've added. And uh, just if you if you want to support me, you can do that on Patreon. The website is patreon.com, P-A-T-R-E-O-N, patreon.com slash Podcast. There's all the details there. If you take a look at that page, I'd be, I'd be mighty grateful. So I do want to thank the Patreon producers. Our newest one is what I presume is a business name, because uh, it's Ev Raps, as in uh, not the not the uh, the style of singing raps, but in, but of course, rap as in uh, like a film rap. W R A A P S. Ev Raps, the newest Patreon producer. Thank you so much, along with the rest of the Patreon producer crew: Paul Hussey, DJ Harbaugh, Pete White. Wolfgang Obergen, George Cassiopo, David Brander, Jonathan Wales, Alexi Heft, Logan Willis, Matthew Para, Michael Lester, Robert Maracle, Jason Chalukas, Emotion Rentals, Tim Hyde, Marcus Mayenschein, Lee Sweet, Lars Hoffman, Peter Chalet, Harold Plug, Kenneth Martin, Michael Callahan, Rome Strack, David Vakil, Ulrich Lassa, Luke A., Eric Randolph, David Nondahl, Luke Miles, Stefan Joris, Gabriel Solace, Jerry and Mary Smith, Ketafuki, Brian Hope, Rick Sinta, Bill Royko, Scott Gillis, Lyle Austin, Joel Sapp, cookie at ev-alliance.co.uk, and as I mentioned, EV Raps as well. Thanks to all of you for that producer-level support. Uh, That will about wrap things up. Oh, and by the way, if you, I got some calls, uh, later in the week this week. If you didn't hear yourself this week, I had to cut the phone calls off for this week's show a little earlier than I would like because, because of the Joe Rogan thing that happened late Thursday night. Um, so that was sort of my last night to work on the podcast and that took, well, like that took probably three, three and a half hours because we' listening to it and then parsing through it. and so I had to, I had to reserve that time for uh, to get the Joe Rogan stuff on this week's. So uh, I'm not ignoring you. If you called in late in the week, you'll probably hear yourself next week. Uh, most of you subscribe to the podcast already so that it just downloads to you automatically and you don't have to go out and find it. You can subscribe on iTunes. Uh, I I guess I can't really recommend Google Play anymore because they've, like, two of the last three weeks, they've had an issue where the the latest episode just doesn't go up or it goes up, like, a week late or something. I have a support ticket in to Google Play, uh, the the support team on it, and sadly nothing's come of it. Now, I've I've been told from other listeners that uh, Google's fairly new Google Podcasts App is a is actually really good, and it's not having any of these problems with the podcast. So, if you're a Google user, Android user, uh, I would encourage you to uh, check at least maybe give that Google Podcasts app a try and see uh, see if it's to your liking. Uh, but if you want to stick with Google Play, of course, you're obviously welcome to do so. I just apologize in advance that they seem to be having some issues with. I guess Libsyn hosted podcasts. I don't know. I, that's what the, that's what the problem was the first time, but now the problem keeps happening. So I'm not quite sure what the deal is. Anyway, uh, the show is also on Stitcher. If you want to grab it there, it's on TuneIn in, your Tesla. It's on Spotify. It's on the hosting site, which is Tesla podcast dot Libsyn, Dot com, which uh, would be useful if you want to get the RSS feed and All the shows are on YouTube as well. Just audio. There's no video there. It's just a a logo, the show logo, and then the audio. But if you do want to listen to the podcasts, uh, either the current one or any of the old episodes, they are all on YouTube. So uh, thank you all so much for listening. As always, I appreciate your time so, so much. I do my best to treat it respectfully. Uh, Try not to waste your time. But I have noticed that... (laughs) The shows are all an hour long now. Yeah, it used to be... When I first started, they were about 20 minutes long. And then it then they got to, like, all be 30. Then they all got to be 45. Now they're all an hour. But, uh, so, yeah, I, I am aware of it. Just, you know, want to make sure I'm using the time wisely. i just say, I, I feel like I'm hopefully not wasting your time. It's just, there's a lot to get to and a lot of great phone calls. I get so many... Like, in the beginning, I barely got any phone calls from you guys. But now it's great as the podcast has grown and you guys have embraced this podcast and the, and the idea of calling in. It's, it's been fantastic. So uh, hopefully it's a, a good hour of your week. And with that, I bid you do happy electric motoring from both myself and the now sleeping, the adorably snoozing Daisy, the boxer puppy. Uh, and I will see you guys next week.